day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Son of a bitch. Ooh, as the stinger says, this is Blade Job episode 39, Thanksgiving episode. That's right. Get your turkey, get your stuffing, get your yams. Do you eat yams? Are yams different than sweet potatoes? I don't know. Well, I know I always think of yams. I think of the marshmallows, which sounds good. I don't know if I've ever had it myself. You, you like cranberry sauce? Yeah, I'll eat cranberry. I'll eat like pretty much all of it. I don't, I'm, I'm not a picky when it comes to Thanksgiving. I don't think anybody should be picky when it comes to Thanksgiving. No. Well, here's a question for this this is Blade Job, episode thirty nine. We are dark meat fans here, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm right. Like it greasy. Ooh, ooh. My grandma sometimes will make a separate uh Thanksgiving duck, which oh, ducks oh. are all dark meat. A duck is fantastic. Yeah. I love so, duck. It's all, Damn. It's all, all dark right. meat. Well shit, okay. Uh, I'm Steve. That's Eric over there on the couch, looking great as always. Looking yeah. stash, looking has a great stash. Yeah, I'm taking it back to '85. You know why? Starcade. Wait, wait. Why are we do? Why are we doing? Why are we talking about 1985, Eric? I ask you that mid sip. We're talking about the bloodiest pay per view Jim Crockett ever put on 1985 Starcade. 34 years ago today. Today being when this drops. Yep. Thanksgiving Day. Yep. As you're letting that tryptophan drip. In, is that what the, the is that, turkey? Is that what it's called? I just, I'm going to ask you that. I don't know. The turkey uh, stuff? I don't know if I really ever get the kind of like, I, I'm tired of action that people talk about when it comes to turkey. Probably because my family, all we do is just crack open a whole bunch of cans of Coke. So we're all constantly sipping, constantly sipping on Cokes, which, you know, the caffeine offsets yeah. it. Maybe. Maybe. I I, don't know. I, I I, I think, I mean, yeah, my family too will usually do coffee with pie. So, oh, that sounds so uh, goddamn good. That, oh my that, God. that also helps counteract the trip to fame. Well, let's talk about what kind of pie, first of all. Before oh. we even get to anything, I want to. Sorry, I didn't mean pie. to hit play. I, I know. I'm really ruined this for us. crazy. Listen, get to the pie. What, what kind of pie are you eating here? I'm eating uh, usually yeah. a uh, pumpkin pie, of course, a little slice of apple, okay, and a little slice of pecan. I do all three. You had me in the first two thirds, but that's okay. You okay. don't like the pecan pie? You know, give me a nice chocolate cream instead of that. You were a Georgia boy. Yeah, I, I like peach cobbler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I when I was when I lived in Georgia for that year, all of 2015, I ate a lot of peach cobbler, and I don't regret it. Isn't isn't pecan pie pretty big though? Yeah, pecans in general. Actually, I saw a thing that apparently in Michigan, our number one like popular pie is pecan. Pecan. Uh, I don't agree with it at all, but you know, I'm just one person, so I'm just yeah. one podcast host. So I do, I, I do the apple, pumpkin, pecan, pecan. With give a, give with me a, a nice banana cream. Give me a nice chocolate satin. Give me a nice okay, but you can't berry. Put, none of those are good with ice cream on top. Okay, blueberry. Okay, okay, yeah, but the banana Strawberry. cream and the chocolate satin, you can't put ice cream on top of those. I don't put ice cream on top of my pie. I focus on what... The pie does not need the ice cream, dude. It speaks for itself. Okay. Anyway, okay. I hope you're all eating all this food that we're talking about. I hope you're all drinking a lot of beer today. I'm drinking Founders All Day IPA. I know. Founders is in hot water right now. I know. <laughs> God damn. Eric, you're drinking Labatt. Labatt Blue. Which is honestly probably what a lot of people are drinking today. Yeah, at least in the Metro Detroit area where we can get pretty cheap Canadian beer. Yeah, um, I'm not really a you know, I don't know if people fan. You know, I don't know if all of our, you know, uh you know, French listeners are drinking Labatt's today. Although they they probably did enjoy it. Labatt's 
Well, that's got to be a French word, right? Uh, it sounds yeah, like Montreal, it. Montrealian, Montrealian. I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess I don't know. Anyway, Eric, what are we talking about? Even though you've already spoiled it for uh, us, what are we talking about today? We're talking Starcade '85. Starcade '85. Now, nothing to do with video games and arcade stuff. Although in '85, arcades were like at their peak, which would probably explain why they called that Starcade. Maybe also Starcade was, I believe, a TV show at that time, where kind of like a arcade um, competition show. Really, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we don't know anything. So, well, that's, except for I, I don't, I don't know what the like etymology is that like the the etymology, orid, etymology of Starcade is. It, it could be. I just explain it to you, even though I'm probably wrong. I just uh, assume, okay. assume that I'm right. Well, that's because I it. never am. Easily. That's the fact. It was named after the arcade boom of the '80s. I miss it, even though I wasn't alive then. I still miss it. So, but yeah, we're talking Starcade '85. Um, it's uh, do do you want to do you want to give any updates before we kind of dive in? This is kind of gonna be a uh, let's just let's just roll in. Okay, let's it's just gonna be kind in, of a buddy. heavy uh, little story time of an episode. Well, this is an educational podcast. I think we were given our own TED talk, but we turned it down. They were mm-hmm. like, "Want to do a TED talk?" And then we're like, "Nah, I don't have well, time for that." Yeah, thinking about blueberry pie. So okay, so Go. we're talking Starcade. Hold up, before you like boysenberry. Yeah, do you know? I'm sorry, not boysenberry. Do you like blackberry? I do. I was gonna ask you what. Do you know what boysenberry is? No. I've been told that it's it's not a berry. It's it's an amalgamation of uh, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries. I'm into that. That sounds good, man. All right. Yeah, it's just kind of mixed berry. I just but it's dark berry. Like the you know how evil berry. Yes. Yeah. You know how like I don't know. I'm not a you know, I don't know fruits. Sure. You know, genus. You know, whatever. This I wouldn't is. expect you to. But you know how like raspberries and blackberries are like similar. Like they got the little bulb. Yeah. Like I prefer blackberries, but you know. But I think bumbleberry is like any berry that's like that. Oh. Where it's got the little juice bulbs. This is such an educational podcast. I mean, don't take my word for that. that that's... Well, take all of take our word for everything, even though it may not be true. One, one last thing before we get into it. I mean, one of the low-key berries, yeah. Pacific Midwest, yeah. Marion berries. What the hell's a Marion berry? It's uh, it's kind of like a cherry mixed with a blueberry. Okay. See, when it comes it's to good. berries, for me, cherries are kind of down below there. They're not. I'm not. They're not my favorite berry. I've recently been turned into a into a blackberry boy. Think of a Marion berry. Think of like a sour blueberry. Okay, I'll try anything once, and I, mean I think anything. you'd like you'd like you definitely like it in cobbler form. Okay, <laughs> I mean you you put anything in cobbler form, I'll eat it. I don't care. I agree. You know, I agree. Smelt in a cobbler, I don't give a shit. I'll try it. Anyway, anyway continue. I'm anyway, sorry. okay. So we're talking about uh, Starcade '85, which is a uh, NWA. Um, I I I'm careful to call it a pay per view because. We were talking about this earlier. Pay-per-view was a funny thing in the mid-80s where it wasn't quite um, what, I mean, you know, it's it's like an okay boomer moment for us. You know, we don't, we, we don't know a world without pay-per-view and it's, uh, it's something that like, it's hard to wrap your head around. But yeah, this was, the best way I can describe it is closed circuit um which means it was shown 
in movie theaters and bars. Is that a thing? Possibly bars. I know nowadays a lot of bars will do the paper like commercial venues. Okay. Like I don't know if you could get this in your house. Like deep in, throat. Yes, unless you were local. Okay. Um, kind of cool. So this is the NWA. I think we've covered NWA in the past. I'm, a, uh, I'm positive we have. Yeah. I mean, if we, I think we've covered it. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but um, NWA is pretty much before. So. We've covered WCW. We've covered WWF. NWA is pre-WCW. Kind of the, what I would say, like Southern regional wrestling. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not going to go into great detail about what the territories were, but if you want to watch a great documentary on it, check out Andre the Giants documentary that HBO did mm-hmm. and uh, check out Ric Flair's 30 for 30 go check them out it's they're great documentaries the 30 for 30 kind of franchise of if you will seems to be getting a lot of high marks these days there's a lot of good episodes so um yeah check if if you want just like a good in-depth look at the territories check those out check out dark side of the ring on on vice too they uh they cover some of the territory days as well but yeah so this is pre-wcw this is we're gonna get into it where the four horsemen come from which obviously went on through wcw and whatnot but um yeah so this is nwa i know if we draw like an older fan you don't need this explained to you but you know we're talking to the we're doing this for the kids this is an episode to put on the background where you chit chat with your uncle with your Mm -hmm. weird uncle yeah talk to your talk to your uncle about the nwa days see see what he uh See what he thinks. Oh, did I tell you about my uncle when I saw Ford v Ferrari Cup week last weekend? No, and he's is the uncle who's afraid of movie theaters. So my uncle, uh, he's a very good guy. I like him a lot. We went to see Ford v Ferrari. My dad, him, and my brother, me. He had the last three movies that he saw in theaters. Right? Are you ready for this? Dirty Harry in '71. One flew over the cuckoo's nest in '75. Ford v Ferrari in 2019. Which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, you're the movie guy. I mean, you, you can attest to that. He's missed out on a few. Uh, yeah, a few. You know, <laughs> Avatar, right? Right, yeah. everybody, right? World. Do you right? think he could? Do you think he was even ready for Avatar? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He of course had no idea that, re- that seats can recline now. You know. Yeah. I showed him the biggest screen in Michigan, and he was like, "Holy shit." You didn't get, uh, did you get a cuddle chair with him? I wanted to, but it was expensive, you know, expensive and I offered oh. it. I was like, hey, dude, we can cuddle. He's like, I don't know. We're not doing that. So, well, Bummer. All right. Let's, let's start Star K. Let's start. Let's start K. Okay. Right. Let me, uh, okay. Let me, let me quick just like go through what we're going to, what we're covering here. So, like I said, Star K 85, November 28th, 1985. So, we talked about this it was kind of a weird i don't know if they ever did this again but they shot this in two venues there's a there's a venue in greensboro north carolina and there's a venue in georgia that they're shooting this at so we're going to be covering a match two matches from the greensboro coliseum one match from the omni in georgia um but real quick um, you want, you want me to go through the match card here? 
Are you ready yeah. for this? You got this pulled up? I do. So it starts, it kind of alternates back and forth. So we go, we start with this Crusher Khrushchev, Sam Houston match. Nothing really to note. Um, Sam Houston is a brother, I believe, of Jake the Snake Roberts. Long wrestling family, Rock and Robin, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get into all of that. Crusher Khrushchev obviously went on to be, uh, I think, Smash and... Uh, um, de- uh, demolition and WWF. Uh, and from there, well, you know what? Yeah, we'll get into it. Cause from there we go to <laughs> Manny Fernandez and Abdul the Butcher, Damn right. and that's where we're starting. And so, just if you're following along with us, I'll give you like a this, countdown. Yeah, this of course is on the WWE. Yeah, it's on WWE Network. I'll I'll try and post some. Uh, um. I'll try and find some like bootleg links for the rest of you. <laughs> I'm like plugging in. We'll sail the high seas. Yeah. So, um, we are gonna start this. Seventeen minutes forty three seconds. Repeat, Thank you. Steve. Seventeen minutes forty three seconds. Thank you. You're welcome. And we are playing so it now. All right, Raging Bull versus Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Mexican death match. Eric, what does death match mean? I mean, I know, I know that he's about to tell us right now, but... Like, what's a Mexican deathmatch? Just, like, explain that, what that means, rule-wise. It means that there's... Uh, there is no rules. It means that there's... Uh, it, it's a deathmatch, so there's there's weapons, there's gonna be blood, there's gonna be... Oh, there's gonna be blood, all No right. disqualification. And this is an interesting match because you have... Uh, the... The, the goal of the match is to grab the sombrero yes. off the pole. So that racist? I'm not really sure. Uh, now, Abdullah walking up here. He's got a big red mark on his head. What's up with that? Do we know yet? I think it's... We, we were talking about this earlier. I think yeah. it's the light. I don't know about that one. It's a pretty big red spot in his head. I don't think it's a reflection of any sort. No. Well, it could be like an injury from the night prior. And, he uh, clonked his head at a buffet line. Am I right? I'm yeah. so jealous of a buffet. And right funny now. enough, because so Abdul the Butcher did run a barbecue restaurant. Oh my god, that sounds <laughs> amazing! Are you <laughs> kidding me? This. I always said, like, if you go in in, in like a restaurant and like the, the 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 cook is like really fat, that's how you know the food's good, man. Yeah. So, like, if I walk into a barbecue spot and the dude's really fat, I'd be like, this guy knows his own food. It's gonna be really good. Yeah. So Abdul the Butcher was a uh, he he ran a barbecue joint. I don't. Well, I can, you, I can tell you where. Hold on a second. He's just a big boy. He's got man boobies. Yeah. Did you see when he came out too? He was like attacked by a fan. Yeah. He I feel off like his a, hat thing. He's like the last wrestler I would wanna. Uh, no, are you kidding me? Do not mess with this guy. Are you yeah. kidding me, man? So he he owned two restaurants in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. Called a butcher Abdul the Butcher's. House of Ribs and Chinese food. Jesus, what a paradise that must that place must have been, man. Yeah. So you could get Chinese food, you could get ribs. Um, apparently, he had one in Japan too. Oh my God, he's a successful on restaurant tour. <laughs> yeah. Kidding me? So yeah, how just for the fans who are listening and aren't watching this along with us, uh, do you want to describe both the wrestlers who entered here? 
Yeah, first of all, I hope that if you're listening to this at your Thanksgiving party, you put this on in the background, like on the yeah. TV. Hey, who listen? Who gives a shit about the football game? Put this on the TV. Yeah, you, to, you, say, say to your family, listen. I know the football's important or whatever, but listen, this yeah. is more important. There's anyway. a lot of starcades that you can watch with yeah. your family every year. Exactly. Go back in for many years. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, you got two. You've got Abdul the the butcher who is uh, he looks at, he looks like a like a 1930s clown you know he had like the big anyway he just pulled out a a, a solid it's bar. like a fork it's like a fork out of his pants which of course which are hiked up against his now as someone who has a slightly bigger stomach I can definitely tell you that I do this all the time where you, you pull the the pants you, up you pull over the your pants belly button up up the belly button yeah how high is it it doesn't feel like it's kind of you know sulking out with you know like like flubber yeah no I believe me I understand that a lot. Um, but, you know, he looks like he's wearing clown pants, but hey, you know what he looks like to me? He reminds me of, uh, Kevin Smith with those big jorts, you know what I'm saying? That's what he reminds me of. That's a dream match. Kevin's jort, like, jort wearing Kevin, jort. like five years ago, Kevin Smith yes. before his heart attack, where now he lost a yes. lot of weight. Yeah. Oh Kevin my God. Kevin Smith versus Abdul the Butcher death match now to to bring us back to the game here uh one of the very first things that happens is that abdul the butcher i'm gonna call him abdul from now on you can for, call yeah whatever you want to call or him. butcher i don't know anyway he he took that fork issue tensile hacked um uh raging bull raging bull in the head forehead he's bleeding all over the place we, we got a nice little uh impromptu blade pretty much immediately yeah god bless i'm thankful for that and you know that i mean if you're if, if you were to watch this pay-per-view from the start, this would be the first blade of the night. That's crazy. And we're only the second match in. Yeah, it's and this crazy. this match is actually pretty bloody. It's a very bloody match. Are you um, kidding me? Yeah. Um. So let, you some... want you want some you want a little background on these guys? Please do. Well, I, I lean over and get another drink. Take a sip. Take, take a, a sip. sip. If you're at home, please take a sip too. Right. That, we, we we talked about that once doing uh, drinking games. I think I think that'd be a fun segment going forward with uh probably with movies yeah if fun. people are gonna watch the movies I'm a lightweight though so I'm trying to get well, you drunk you know, to take advantage of me we right? can we're definitely gonna try and get you drunk and take advantage of you all right it's fine I because because it's because it'll make for a good podcast it would an audio experience would be being taken and it's it's technically drunk. consensual because it's in your contract that's true i did so. a ver- pretty lengthy contract and I, i'll tell you why <laughs> i didn't read it I didn't, I didn't read a single dime of it yeah. so and actually, this was Apple's contract that we oh, just boy. blatantly signed. Oh, so. boy. Well, They're to blame. I take pleasure knowing that nobody read it at all. That's good to know. So, I mean, we kind of already talked about Abdul the Butcher here. You know, owning barbecue shops, Chinese Yeah, stores. I got his history. I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm jealous. I'm impressed. He's an entrepreneur. He's a restaurateur. Um, anyway, Raging... Raging, uh... raging Bull, though, has a little bit of a more interesting past. Abdul the Butcher has... All, Almost kind of a controversial. I can tell you right now that uh, Raging Bull's history includes right now he's wearing a big crimson mask. Am I right? Yeah, that's that's true. The blood. He is. He actually is quite bloody. And he has. What do you think of this little uh, blonde streak in the back? I don't. You know what? I, I was going to mention that earlier. It, what do you, it looks like he like dipped his his hair in like a. Yeah. I don't know what you would call it. I don't know how people bleach their hair. I don't do it. Actually, I bleached my hair when I was in middle school. You got frosted tips. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. So, you know, you've seen pictures. Oh well, I believe I'll put them in the show. No, it's not a big deal. <laughs> not gonna do that. So, it was middle school. What do you want? Uh, real quick on Manny Hernandez because he's kind of a, a a wrestler that um, not a lot of people know about. I mean, he he had he was big in the eighties. Um, didn't have a son a ton of. Uh, 
um, success through the uh, through the 90s. But uh, I'm just going to read you this. Uh, we, we've briefly touched on the Bruiser Brody murder. If you haven't, if you're not familiar with the Bruiser Brody murder, go again, watch that Vice documentary, Dark Side of the Ring. They do a great job covering it in a pretty concise hour. Um, but long story short, Bruiser Brody killed in Puerto Rico by who people thought was a wrestler just called Invader 3. Not a great name. Not a great name. Not a great name. <laughs> um, but... Manny Hernandez was pretty tight, you, I guess you could say, with uh, Bruiser Brody. And uh, there's a... Uh, in 1991, so this is quite... This is like, you know, five years after Brody's death. Um, Hernandez apparently took matters into his own hands against this Invader 3. And... Off the top rope, knee to the stomach, ruptured some of his internal organs. He puked all over the ring, and it was like puking blood everywhere. Nice. I'm thankful for that. Now, I mean, I don't believe there's video of this anywhere. I mean, if there is video, please send it to us. But um, there's there's pretty mixed reviews if he um, was doing this out of revenge for his friend Brody, and it was legit. Others say that it was all a work and it was faked and it was a combination of pig blood and, and booze. So, um, I, 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 there's, it depends on who you, who you trust, but from Manny Hernandez's mouth, he said that it was not, it was real, and he did it to avenge Brody. Yikes. So, I'm gonna go with that story. That right, fair enough. Um, that Hernandez beat the shit out of Invader Number Three. Um, it's a dumb name. It really is. Well, it is a dumb name, but you know, I I don't know. Maybe it was like a cool name in in Puerto Rico and in Spanish, and it just didn't translate well to us. But That's fair. you know, right, I don't. It's still a dumb name. All right, fair enough. Damn it. You know. So there you go. That's a little, you know, Manny Hernandez. Uh, you know, he, he, I, I, I'm not too familiar with him. I don't know if any. I'm sure some old timers are familiar with him, but you know, he he didn't have a ton of success in any of the '90s uh, wrestling companies. But anywho, back to this match. Um, uh, he's, by now you've got two crimson masks. You know, that's more or less. Yeah, that one that woman looked right at the camera, unprofessional. <laughs> that you're not going to get her SAG card, that's for sure. We talked about this too, like the crimson masks. Uh, we we've mentioned this before on the on the show where oh my god, look at Abdullah's man boob. It's, it's his it's his love handle. It's, it's like that's like too high up in his body. He literally has two armpits. Hey man, you know it's it's uh it's, it makes him spend a lot more money on deodorant if he wears it. Yeah, well. Gillette loves him. I mean, there's some like oh, he just stabbed Manny Hernandez in the dick. In his defense, he was going up to get the the sombrero. He couldn't let that happen. Any, anything he can do to stop that, including a, a spork to the crotch. <laughs> they keep showing this guy in the front row, this fat dude with the bowl cut and the he's mustache. Overly excited about this. What is he doing? What isn't he? He's an excited fan, bro. Okay. These people should be at home with their families, but yet they're here instead. No, we talked about this. Or maybe they should be here instead of, you know, it's... 
for some reason, wrestling was a huge deal in the South on Thanksgiving. This is like what you did. If you weren't here, you were... For all of our Southern listeners, I lived there for a year, and I will say that Southern hospitality, it's real, man. It's true. Yep. I know it firsthand. is very nice. People down there are very nice. I like them a lot. I had a good time there. Great cornbread. I love cornbread, dude. Cornbread, you wouldn't think cornbread is good for the name alone. You put corn in no, bread. No, it is good. Even the fact that it's got corn in the bread, but holy hell. Pro tip. Blade job pro tip. Put maple syrup on it. Don't, don't ask questions. Don't inquire on that. Just blade job pro tip? Blade job pro tip, yeah. Another blade job pro tip? Yeah. My mom makes good cornbread. I'm cool. I, I'll, I'll bring some sometime this winter. I was going to say, I can't wait until you bring me some. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's I, got really a lot that. of butter in it. Oh, sweet, sassy, molasses. <laughs> okay, I'm into that. I love I, I freaking love cornbread, dude. It's it's pretty good. I just love that. I Honestly, I love Thanksgiving. Like I'm so excited for it. It's my favorite time of the year, man. Oh, so your family does cornbread? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we do a lot of shit, obviously, but except for the yams, I don't know what the yam. But you know, I, I see people with the with the the marshmallows and the yams, and I it looks good. It's no, I great. don't. I don't like that. I'll oh, try okay. it. Okay, so Manny Hernandez is just interrupting you here. He's got yeah, the sombrero. Yeah, he's oh, won yeah, the match. The, the match. He's bloody. Uh, Abdullah's bloody. Listen, you get uh, me talking about you, you. You get me talking about sweet treats from Thanksgiving, no, and I I'm, can get I'm distracted. Good. You know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it here before we go to our next match because I do I have a Thanksgiving question for you. Oh, and and this is something that not not everybody's. It's, I'm just gonna ask. Yeah, ambrosia. Now, ambrosia thoughts. I, I know the word, yes. and I know that I only within the past couple of years learned what it was. That being said, I don't remember what ambrosia is. It's I will Google it. it. It's like the marshmallows and okay. coconut and okay. tangerine mixture uh, yes i remember that now and my thought is garbage that's what it sounds yeah, like. yeah it's not i don't I, I don't know what it's one Ambrosia of those weird salad. it's one of those weird 70s oh, foods oh yes yep that is uh grotesque yeah it's pretty yeah. gross pretty not based that's it sometimes that will pop up at my family thanksgiving and that's that is that's weird. probably my least favorite thing you know what my low-key favorite thing of it to eat there is the meatballs, baby. I am the meatball boy. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't. We don't get meatballs at mine. Oh, the, my mom makes fantastic meatballs in the crock pot. Holy sweet mother of God. That does sound good. Oh yeah. The weird. Well, I'm trying yeah, to think of the weird stuff at my. Well, I guess like my grandma will usually like with the duck will come sauerkraut. Usually, I'm not really a big sauerkraut guy. Okay. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's you know it's not for everybody. But it it does go good with the duck. It's, you're, you're, it's you're like, killing it's, me with this duck business. Well, it's like it's duck, like dude. a sauerkraut dressing, so it's it's stuffed in the. Um, okay, that's that's not that's less exciting, but still, I had a, I had duck on a cruise ship many years ago. Yeah, and I was like, this is I was like, I love eating animals. I love it. I love eating. <laughs> I, I love eating dead animals. I I love it, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Sorry. All right, you know who else probably loves eating dead animals? Black Host. Bart. Black Bart. Big Black Bart. That's his name. That's what I call him. And that's the match we're covering next. Um, if you're watching along with us, uh, we're this is, we'll get into it. But this match, uh, it it has one of the most blatant blade jobs we've ever covered on the show. I thought you were like exaggerating when we saw it. And then I thought, nope, this guy is the real deal. Are you gonna make sure that you're gonna skip this stupid uh, interview in between? Yeah, them? yeah. Okay. So uh, we're 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 starting it at thirty two fifty four, and we are playing it now. 
if you're watching along with like the show notes, um, I don't really know how I'm going to put it in yet. If I'm going to put, if I can find all these matches individually, I'll, I'll put them in. But sure. Um, if not, you know, I hope our voices can guide you. Listen, forget everything you know about cowboys, baby, because we got two big cowboys in here now. Steve, I love a cowboy gimmick. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. tell me about that. You mentioned that you want to talk about this. Yeah, well, I just, I, I do love. I think that the cowboys also a, cowboy kink, a cow kink. You've got, you've got a big cowboy kink for sure. Bro. Yeah, it's not a big cowboy kink, but you know, I just, I like the. There's something about like cowboys are undeniably like a an american type thing well it's yeah. about as patriotic as i get is okay. my my affection for cowboys i mean there when it comes to patriotism you've got like the cowboys you've got like the colonial era so i guess you're picking the more exciting one for sure i'm not really a colonial i love history but i'm not really like a colonial america boy no I, i'm not a big you know the colonial i mean it's fine but i think cowboys and like civil war era is much cooler i'm into that yeah but I'm into that. So we're covering this is a Black Bart and Ron Bass, aka Outlaw Ron Bass, aka Cowboy Ron Bass. Um, let I'm me. noticing when they just when they just uh, when Black Bart was just uh, you know introduced, there's a lot of did I hear booing or at least yeah the, uh, yeah okay he was he, so was Black Bart's turn? kind of the heel here you okay. know. He's bandaged by J.J. Dillon, who we'll get into at the end of the show. Very important character of, of what's about to take place at the end. Um, but, yeah. What's going on with it, man? What's going on with this shit? You know, let's get it going. I'm ready, I'm ready for cowboy and cowboy action. Tell me about the refs, though, Steve. The refs out. All right. While I look up dear some. listener, my sexy, sexy listeners. Close your eyes. Are you closing your eyes? Well, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Just, you know, I don't know. Pay attention to the damn road. Picture the man in the big yellow hat. You know, from Curious George, open your eyes. Take away the hat. That's what this ref looks like. You nailed it. You're a visionary genius. Like banana bell bottom. He looks like he never left the 70s. Tucked in deep V-neck polo. I mean, he looks pretty good for 85, the year yeah. of my parents' marriage. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun blade job pro tip. Yeah. Getting married in 1885. So we're going to get this blade job here pretty pretty quick. It happens quick. pretty much immediately. Yeah. Right? It's, it's about a minute and a half, two minutes in. Yeah. So Black Bart's in the corner here. We're at about 35 minutes and 47 seconds. Ron Bass. Here it is. He's, right here. he's hitting him with the cowbell. I'm not, not going to make any more cowbell jokes, though. Go ahead, Steve. Describe what we're about to see here real time. I mean, it's pretty much it. Uh, bass is one, good, not bass. Two, uh, three. Bart Black Bart nicked in the face, and it, uh, he, it seems like he kind of like covers, like he hides the fact that he's doing it, but just so poorly. Uh, kudos to this cameraman who kind of <laughs> circumvents the kind of blockage, the blocking of the of the two uh, fighters, wrestlers. Uh, have we ever seen a close up of a man running a bl razor blade across his forehead on, a, on this Many show times, yeah. i think it was what three or four swipes through it yeah i mean we I'm, that's what i'm thankful for man. i'm gonna say yeah i'm thankful for how blatant this blade job was it, it's I, for our pleasure to this day i mean as you know i've seen a little bit of wrestling yeah i think so and I, i've never seen anything that blatant 
Well, that's good. That's what so, it's, just, it's what makes Starcade '85 that much more memorable, buddy. Yeah, for this podcast, yeah. this episode. I mean, we we've showed like a lot of the stuff we've covered on this show isn't rated TV mature. TVMA, baby. That's the that's what we're covering to today. See. TVMA. I mean, how many do you think have been TVMA? Period. I mean, I feel like it's kind of rare. Was, well, it, was I, I, it Lucha I, Underground MA? T, yeah, Lucha Underground was the Eddie. Guerrero JBL match that we covered in the archives on the live show was TV MA. Ah yes, um, good, time. good times. You know that that Undertaker Brock Lesnar might have been TV mature. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I mean, for but a lot of those two back in the Attitude Era were TV mature for uh, like sexual content too. Oh, you know, my. you'd have some lady come out and you know one of the molina or something one of the female wrestlers show her butt or something well it's ironic because i mean not ironic but like you, you think about boxing you've got the do they still have the girls who come up and really string bikinis and hold the thing up the number I, i'm sure i don't know if that's I, I haven't watched box does people still watch boxing it's only scary. when mayweather's doing it you know he comes out you know he yeah. jerks off him and it makes 500 million dollars and then fucks off back to wherever he's yeah. doing, beating people up i don't know Quickly back to the match. Ron Bass is now also uh, quite busted open. It's dripping off his face onto his like shoulder. I really appreciate the fact that for all these matches, the blood comes out pretty much immediately. Yeah. They don't mess around, man. They're not wasting time. I appreciate that. Uh, Eric, have you ever explained... Oh, that's a tush right there. That's a tush. And the, the, guy, the, guy, the camera guy... The, 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 you, you like know, Black Bart's tush? He had to zoom out. He's like, oh, I got the full screen tush. Um... I mean, did you ever explain what this kind of like this cowbell rope? Uh, oh, I means? don't think I did. This is a Do this it, is man. like a bull rope match. I believe is that, what they call that it. term, bull rope. Because um, this is kinky. a this is a blood feud. That's right. This is these one might say it's a blood feast. Blood. <laughs> one might say it's a blood rage. Oh my god! Last Thanksgiving that's, in the archives. It's better than I. That's better than than why I did <laughs> my dumbass joke. Um. But uh, this is a this is a, this is bloody and it's a bull rope match because these were two former tag team partners, long riders, you know, two cowboys running running shit as tag team partners. You can only settle it one way, and that's with a bull rope and a cowbell. They always turn eventually, you know. Puck what so turn. this is, I mean, but pretty much the rules. It's this. It's it's. I, it's not like a uh, like we've covered the Sting Vader strap match yes. where you have to drag them to cool. the corners. Yeah. You know, it's not like that. This is no rules, dude. Right? This yeah, is there, the, there's no rules. This is just like you're chained to your opponent. You can't escape it. Like that's the only like rules. Like you're yeah. chained. You got to do it. The only rule is you can't take the rope off. I'll admit, though, I mean, you know, I, of course, don't... I mean, the, I, the context here is that the AIDS epidemic is rampant in 1985, I believe. Yeah. If not, if not maybe just kind of getting started. But the point is, uh, I'm surprised. So they're not like, well, maybe we shouldn't be playing in the, in the blood, literally. Well, we right didn't now. really touch on it, but there was some controversy with the last match with Abdul the Butcher. Yeah, he uh related to this. Yeah, not related to this pay per view, but it it came out like later on that he possibly had given some wrestlers Hep C back in the day. Who, who doesn't have a Hep C in 2019? Yeah, man? well, we all got it apparently. I don't, who knows? 
Yeah, so that's it's there's a lot of drama involved in that, and you know him sharing razor blades with people. And... <laughs> I never thought about that. Of more than one, you know, more than one wrestler using yeah. the same blade to kind of you know nick themselves. You know, well, it's, I I guess back in the day, some guys used to one guy would have the blade, one guy would blade himself, and then he would blade you, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, hey, can you give me like a new razor blade? You know, like a fresh package, I'll open it myself. Which might be, this could have been the case in this one, because clearly Black Bart had a razor. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it looks like Ron Bass is also bleeding quite a bit, so he where might you, have... Where do you keep the razor? I mean, you know, I think in their in their hand tape. Like, see all the tape on their hands oh, and stuff? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you can tuck it in there. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. You convinced me. You're a, you're a genius. I'm not a genius. I'm just... Well, I've it's just for debate. I've... I've You've been on the block a few times. Yeah. I've, 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 I've seen a lot of YouTube videos of old wrestlers uh, <laughs> giving interviews. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, the kind of the stipulation of this is, uh, oh, look at that. That is a good crimson mask. Yeah. And the blood drenched. on the, he's got the white tape on his hands. And it's just drenched. Whole, all covered. How does this ref stay unbloody with this beautiful yellow jumpsuit listen if, if you're wearing a yellow jumpsuit life finds a way man they're gonna keep it clean can't be cheap so like That's i was awful. saying this is a uh it's a grudge match they former partners black bart like we said was getting some booze because he's the heel and uh he's gonna be going up he, he he's currently managed by jj dylan now you old school fans, even the new, you know, any, most pretty big wrestling fans will know J.J. Dillon eventually went on to manage the Four Horsemen, which we'll cover later. But he's kind of at this time, like, uh, what would you call him? Just like a kind of like Southern Texan guy. Sure. Now, are you, these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, or are they just this is the four, the four horsemen? horsemen of wrestling, right? So they which, weren't called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It, they were it's just called it's, the four a, it's probably horsemen. a play on that. I imagine. As much. I would imagine the 1920 Rex Ingram movie starring Rodolfo Valentino. Well, I don't. I don't. Is he really in that? Yeah. He's in that. Yeah, that's that's another. That's our like our second Rudolph Valentino reference on the podcast. I will podcast. always bring up Rudolph Valentino, man. Okay. Died six years later, age thirty-one. Stomach ulcers. Really? Died too young, man. I thought he died in the. Uh, so stomach ulcers could kill you back then. Oh yeah, it was unchecked. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of passed wow. on. Women killed themselves allegedly because they didn't want to be in the world without him. I get it. So I feel like when Eric's around, I'm like. When he leaves, I'm like, why even live any longer? Thank you. Well, I want you to give us an update on what just happened here, my mans. Black Bart just ate the pin. Ate the pin. Is that a, is that an actual term or is that? Yeah. It's, then he immediately, oh, his manager, not him. Yeah, that's JJ. So JJ Dillon immediately rips the shirt clean off. Yeah. Which I guess I would do the same thing. It's off. Uh, Cause so yeah, so like I was saying, the stipulation is. Um, there's a if 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 Ron Bass lost or won, he had to fight J.J. Dillon. So clearly he won, and J.J. Dillon jumped right in, popped that shirt off. You know what, though, Steve? I'm looking at J.J. Dillon. He's older. He's like a 40 year old man. He does not. He's not rocking the the jeans above the belly button. He's kind of letting it hang out. He's kind of looking like he just ate a Thanksgiving dinner. 
Maybe he's full of dark meat. I mean, what do you think? Look at this gut here. He 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 reminds you of me in probably three years. Actually, you know what? It it is almost to his belly button. That's a crimson we got a great mask. shot here of Ron Bass, crim not quite crimson mask, but bloody face, getting choked out. Yeah, um, I know this isn't really your favorite style of wrestling, Steve, but the amount of blood in this match does it make it must watch for you? Yeah, of course. You know me; I'm a blood boy. I got a blood. You got you know, got, yeah. got, got yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the blood lust. I yeah, you got the blood lust. I need satiated. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good job for that. Yeah, I mean, I, this this whole pay per view, it's it's definitely for the older fans. You know, it's a pretty. Uh, it's a classic, more raw. Yeah, it's a lot of slog out, big punch and matches. But, well, Ron Bass is up. He's he's pissed, uh, he's pissed at JJ. Yeah, he's RB checking out. JJ. Look, JJ's trying to escape. Pulls him back in. Love that. JJ's begging for his life like a freaking. He's what, ringing that bell. Spineless fool. Look at him. Look, he's on his hands and knees. Help me. What have I done? Boom. JJ down. Camera cuts away. We we know what that means, Steve. Come on. We know. Hitting the head with a cowbell. Camera cuts away. He's coming up bloody. My God, what are the odds that that actually just, that just happened? It's, it's crazy. We were just talking about this. Again, back in the... Check out our older episodes with uh, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker. It's another good manager blade job. Yeah. You don't see a lot of managers bleeding back in... Uh, well, may maybe they bled more back in the day. Yeah, but this is Starcade, baby. You're right. Anything goes in Starcade 85. It's a Thanksgiving tradition. Damn right. Um, bleeding in the height of the AIDS crisis all over the place. That's <laughs> what I'm thankful for. You know what? His pants are above his belly button. I don't think that's true. I well, think it's... Uh, it's hard. It's really... Oh, no. I oh, see it. That, I just that. saw it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a 3D movie. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hanging out. It's just like my body. <laughs> this, is, this is an eye-opening experience. So this is... this is If you also want to see uh, what Steve's going to look like in 20 years. What, what? Probably by June of next year. I'll look like okay. that. If not now. And Black Bart's up. now back in. And he's given Ron Bass a huge pile driver. Can I tell you something? This seems unsportsmanlike to be going because you lost, right? He yeah. Lost. Well, look at the refs. The refs knocked out. The man, the big yellow hat minus the hat. He's out yeah. cold. So, uh, the refs gonna count that. JJ Dillon technically wins. Not that it really matters. You know, this match is just a blood feud, grudge match. Kind of a mess to finish, you know? I mean, it just yeah. seems like it's so un unorganized yeah. at the end here. I, I agree, Steve. I do like how the bell rings and they'll kind of just stop and get up. Yeah. It's weird. So. That's it. That was that one. That was, uh, one. that was the, that was match number two on the, uh, the blade job, um, Thanksgiving special. But we're heading into one of the do you want to? I don't know. Some people have called this the bloodiest cage match of the '80s. Okay, makes sense. Um, it also has one of Steve's cuties for the episode. It has the Steve's cutie of the episode. One of wrestling's greatest what if stories. Yeah, this bums um, me the hell out, man. Um, should we? Should I? T should I tell this story before we start playing? Yeah, anything? this is for some context. Okay. Just to make people's day worse. <laughs> so um, we're gonna be covering this next match. This will be the last match we actually do cover along with a watch along. Um, we're gonna be covering the Tully Blanchard 
he who is current who at, at the time is the uh what is the fucking title they had so many uh titles at the time in nwa he was the uh united states champion and he's going up against magnum ta now magnum ta um this is where we'll get into like a little bit of history for you magnum ta was a nwa wrestler in the 80s pretty much debuted in the late 70s went through the 80s was kind of being groomed to be maybe a hogan-esque uh hogan a hoganite yeah like a spiritual successor maybe or well, or, or the or the like parallel successor. their answer to hulk sure. hogan how about yeah. that yeah um unfortunately after this ma- about a year after this match he would be in a horrible 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 car accident um so this this is this is directly from his wikipedia page so remember this is taking place on november 28th 85 on october 14th 1965 alan which is magnum ta's uh real name which we found out his name was terry allen and yeah the name magnum ta was given to him by who was given to him by uh oh my god i forgot right no i'm sorry andre the giant yeah so andre the giant mentioned that you know you you have this mustache like tom Selleck, magnum pi uh let's let's put those together so magnum ta terry allen became a thing so anyways November 14th, Allen was driving his Porsche in the rain, lost control, wrapping his car around a telephone pole. The accident happened in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, a couple miles from his home. Initially, investigators believed he was speeding, but forensic reports showed he was driving the speed limit and unfortunately was left in his car for two hours until a witness was able to call 911. The accident caused his C4 and 5. You know where that is? C4, C5. That's a, that's a spine. It's right down here. Is that at the bottom? It's it's near the middle. The, it's it's middle. the lower back. Okay. The doctor said they exploded. Holy shit. And they doubted he would ever walk again. I think he did end up walking again. and But uh, he was paralyzed for about a year um, from the waist down and... Yeah, he had is like I said, one of the biggest what if stories because we're gonna cover. I mean, well, I'll let Steve give you some visual descriptions of what he. I mean, he's a good looking dude. And he is what I the word I use pre episode recording. I used to. I said he's the ultimate hunk daddy. That's his yeah. Part. That's why I'm using hunk daddy. So close your eyes, picture a hunk daddy with a blonde hair, beautiful blonde locks. That's him. That's Magnum T A. Yeah, not does not stand for tits and ass. It no, it stands for, for Terry it Allen. Does not stand for tits. Sounds for t- Terry Allen. That's his name. Correct. So, I'm just confirming with you. It does not stand <laughs> for tits and ass. No. So this and this match is gonna. This is an I quit match. This is so this is how it used to be back in the day. This is how you ended a feud. You know, they've gone back and forth, back and forth. No, you know. This is this is to determine the absolute winner. One man has to actually quit. And we're going to see it throughout this match. There's it's kind of interesting. They bring a mic into the ring 
and they're scream like they're literally screaming into it at times. Yeah, it's, it's all distorted. I'm like, dude, calm down, chill it's, out, man. It's, no, no, you, you can't. Cu- it's intense. I want chill out. You know what I'm saying? And it's the yeah. Well, we're gonna play it. So if you're if you are watching along with us, it's uh about an hour and 27 minutes 30 seconds in if you're watching along um but yeah and then we can also talk about tully blanchard he's going to become a horseman um in the in the near future here uh like we said this this is kind of we'll talk about it after this after this match we're going to briefly touch on the main event which is rick flair dusty Rhodes, and how the, the the four horsemen are kind of born from this pay-per-view. I, I it's funny to watch over time as we watch these you know, these uh these bouts whatever you want to call them. Um I guess over, throughout the years is seeing like how the entrances get more elaborate with like you know pyrotechnics yeah. and stuff. I feel like in like the early stuff the early early crap we watched it was so like primitive. Yeah. Like, and I mean even these streamers and shit. These are pretty uh basic and i mean these entrances are not that elaborate i mean it's literally music yeah uh now it's like it's like it costs more than like your my house like mm-hmm. my apartment my rent it would cost like for per thing um mm-hmm. i have a question for you why do they never like put a big turkey dinner out in the middle of the ring and then just have them fight on top of it <sighs> for thanksgiving steve I debated showing. We covered some what I would call wrestle crap earlier this year with Halloween Havoc with yeah. with the monster truck nonsense and the the mummy, the yeti coming oh, out. Oh yeah, what the hell was that? Um, That's right. I forgot about that. At, in the nineties, WWF would usually run Survivor Series around this time, which they still do. They ran this past weekend, but in uh, maybe Survivor Series ninety. WWF had a character. You know, I'm going to save this for next. We'll cover this on next next year's Thanksgiving episode. Okay, fair enough. And it's the debut of the Gobbledygooker. What in the holy hell? Okay, yeah. we'll save that Stay for tuned. next. Stay tuned for new year. We'll save I that guess. for next year. Um, we'll cover the Gobbledygooker. I'll be talking about Marvel's Eternals that'll be in theaters then. Okay, it's exciting. That's right. You should mention plug plug your other shows. That you're on right now. If you're listening to this and you like The Mandalorian and Disney Plus, look up a podcast called Concord Dawn. That is with me and friend of the show, David Green, as we talk about each episode. So episode three is going to drop whatever Eric wants to drop it. It'll be dropping probably this this weekend. Maybe Friday. This weekend. Maybe Friday. I'll have Devin do it then because we want to have it way earlier than that. Well, I do it. The next episode drops on Friday. I'll tell tell you after the show. But yeah, I think we're going to drop it around the same time this time drops. Okay. Because I'm I'm doing them together, I like the so editing yeah, of them so, together. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Search us up, rate us that whole thing. Anyway, let's let's get back to this fight here. Okay, so we got Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA, and look at these like punches. They, I mean, yeah, the, yeah there's obviously some some inside beef going on here because these yeah. guys are odd. They're, they're like visibly pissed at each other. It almost makes me uncomfortable if it wasn't so hot, you know. Yeah, and remember I told you that Magnum TA kind of ended up uh, raising Tully Blanchard's daughter. Yeah, it was very wholesome. It's not as wholesome as I as I presented earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, Tully Blanchard's wife left him to marry Magnum TA. Oh, okay. Well, that's not as wholesome, but hey, you know. It's... So you know what? There could have been some bad blood here. 
Yeah. I, I think that they've made up now. That explains the overall just fiery uh, connection between them tonight. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So like as we're saying, like yeah, this this isn't a necessarily long match, but it is. Uh, it's brutal, man. What I would say, yeah, They're definitely pissed. brutal. Um, I mean, this would hold up against any of the ECW matches we've covered on the show. Any of the, any of the, I mean, this is a this. Is, I mean, when we kind of started the new formula, we were saying we we're going to cover Blade Job Essentials, and yeah. I'm gonna say this is a Blade Job Essential match. This is a Blade it's Job Essential pay per view. It's vicious, man. This is a vicious match. I mean, I love a good cage match. And I'll tell we're you. not even covering like we're covering the the three biggest Blade Jobs of the night on this show. But there are some other ones we're not even covering. I mean, there's there's probably 13 matches on this show, and about half of them have blood. Wow, 13, um, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, this is a it's long too, show. It's, it's too many. It's too many. It's a long show. It's too many by far. It's about, it's about nine too many, I feel like. But we're not going to really cover the Ric Flair match, because, I mean, obviously he's going to blade. You know, there's a lot of blade jobs that we're not covering. We're just covering the real gruesome ones today. Remind me who this broad is. This is a baby doll. Baby doll. This is a Tully Blanchard's manager valet. Like a Tarantino movie character name. Baby um, doll. You know, I believe she's like, like six three. Damn. Let me hold on. Let me let me pull this up real quick. I do like my women tall. But that's true. I'm not. I do believe that tall women. Um, baby doll is quite tall. Um, okay. All right. Let me well, see. I can get behind here. that. Let me. Right. That's a crude joke, but I'm happy to do it. Oh, well, okay. No, you know she's billed at five ten. I'm five. I'm five eleven. I'm basically six. Okay, foot. so I'm you're basically so you're basically foot. baby doll. I'm basically six foot. Anyway. Um, she, her she's billed at one ninety. Okay, I'm way much more than her. <laughs> okay, so you're not baby doll. No. I don't know if Maybe she weighs. Three years I don't know I if she weighs one ninety though. That th that looks a little heavy for her. Yeah. I don't think she's one ninety. I mean, I'm not even one ninety. It's it's unfortunate that she, even despite all of that, she's not even my cutie this episode. No, she's not. No, Magnum T A is in the ring, Steve. You can't ignore it. Little those abs, that heavy breathing. You love to see it, man. Yeah, so it's kind of like a little test of strength here. Uh, Mag it's very cinematic. Yeah, but no, there is there really there really is some bad blood here between these two. It's obvious. You can just look at them. I mean, there's no like. Hey, we need to like chill out for a minute. This is just like no. I'm gonna murder you in this ring for real, for realsies. Speaking of new things, I got a new. I'm wearing a new blanket. Do you wear blankets? Is that what you? Yeah. If you have a blanket on you. Are you wearing that blanket? I think you just have a blanket on you. I prefer the phrase "I'm wearing it." I'm wearing I like a new that. You, like having a new like throw blanket is is news enough. My if you my life is very very boring. <laughs> There's this is this is news for me. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a whole lot going on right now. This well, is no, look at the, look at some of these punches, though, Steve. Come well, on. Yeah, you can tell that a lot of these punches are not held back. And I mean, like they're just the cell job. Like they're both really, you know, selling how much this hurts. These these guys are fighting a different match than the referee is. You know, these guys are uh, they they're, they have their own agenda here. And he has the mic here. So we're getting our first kind of taste of Tully shoving the mic into Magnum's face, yelling, "Do you quit? Do you quit?" And we're going to get a lot more of that. And just like the distorted 
scream like this yeah. is i can i can see this like scaring children at the time well, it's tvma you, you, would, you wouldn't think kids would be watching this so they should be in bed yeah but they didn't have they, they have that back then i don't know fcc like uh, uh yeah i mean this is around the time when the pg-13 was created i think for red movie red dawn okay it's around that time but like they weren't really i don't know did they like they would air this on TV and not think twice about it. People weren't paying attention. People were going out and seeing Out of Africa in theaters with and, Meryl Streep. Yeah? Yeah. What's that rated? Uh, who cares? <laughs> okay. It's not a great movie. It's long as shit. The point is, is it's out in theaters right now. And this, okay. And this is a thing. That's great. That's great. Should I, I should, should I start to bring more just out of the time knowledge to the show? Please. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? About? I don't know what I'm supposed to bring. Bring it all, man. I mean, I'm sure that, like, you know, 85, maybe, uh, Rain and Blood might have been coming out around this time. I mean, I sure you could bring some metal album knowledge. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe, uh, right? uh, Justice for All. I don't I'm trying yeah, to think of this others. This is not my, my expert. This is I don't know. It's all you. But, no, I don't, I don't know. I, what else? I don't know what came out this time. But, you know, people weren't going to see out of africa who were watching starcade 85 probably not you know i don't know how much of the crossover there was there i wouldn't imagine that much honestly so now we have magnum getting in the face of tully pretty much they, they, look, they look like two teenagers on the ground fighting they're not really yeah. doing much but again there's there's passion involved here this is yeah. fake shit this is uh and they actually, like, I don't know what, like, so Magnum's pretty bloody here. So, you know what? This could have been, did you see how, like, Tully was, like, grabbing at his face? Yeah. He could have been bladed by Tully there. Probably. I'm into that. I, how would you feel if you were, like, bladed, be, like, against your will? I'd be like, listen, guy, I wasn't, that wasn't part of the group here. It was part of the I mean, it's kind of a consensual blading because you just are like, hey, I'm going to do this to you at the in the match, right? Yeah. I feel like these two guys right now in this match probably didn't plan that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to blade you, and then I'm, I'm going to make sure I ki it kills you. Time. I can't tell if Tully's arm is really bloody or if he's got blood on it. Like, look at his arm over there. That's blood, buddy. Is, is, I know, but is he... Oh, is it whose blood is, is it? Is he yeah, cut on his arm? Maybe. I don't know about that one. It seems like he might have just kind of brushed it against him. And when both you and I talked about our affinity for the mic uh, as a weapon. Yeah, it's nice. He's bashing against his, his already bloodied forehead, sliced up forehead. And there's, I mean, this this part screams. here, this part here is very intense. They get so close face to face. Like, how can you not kiss? They're pretty much point? mouth to mouth with the mic kind of acting. The the mic is essentially in both of their mouths. I mean, because like, you see how close you are. Like, like I don't care who you are. If I get that close to your face, I'm going. I'm going for the kiss. That doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. You just have that connection. It's overpowering. Am I right? And look at see, Tully's going for a pin there, and there's no pinfalls here. No. You have to say I quit. Well, yeah. You'll, you'll see them go and get the get the microphone. So into the cage. They're both. They're both pretty bloody at this point. Tully's arm is like looks yeah, I don't like know if he's, if it, I don't know if that blood is from the arm or if it's from you know TV's, the only reason uh, I think it's from it's on his arm is because it's not like rubbing off like it's it has it seems like it's almost like continuously yeah, getting worse the crimson arm yeah which we covered um if you remember oh, fuck I don't Just remember. assume the answer to that is no I do not remember I'm not saying you I'm talking about the my memory sucks listener but we covered that 
uh, Kerry Von Erich match where he cut his arm before the pay-per-view okay. against Jerry the King and was gushing. Um, was he the one that was wearing the cast that came off at some yes. point? Nice. Remember, remember after, after the pay-per-view, his whole head was just like a bloody yep. thumb? Yep, I yeah. remember that now. So that was one where a blade job was in the arm. Go back and listen to Sting Vader. If you want to see a blade job in the back from Vader. that's I remember that one too. Harley Race cutting his back up. We've, we've really covered some classics on the show here. I mean... We've only just begun. And we've only just begun. Because there's millions of blade jobs to be covered. <laughs> Maybe not that much, but probably pretty close. Okay, there's there's hundreds of blade jobs to be covered. Fair enough. Then Daddy's in. So my man's over here. So Magnum's coming up with the mic, hitting him with it. That poor mic. I think it's going to be indestructible. You can hear the, the blood curling yeah. strength screams. Very, Do you want to uh, turn that up a little bit for a second? Very here? thematic. Yeah, I'm going to crank let's, this bitch for a second. We're going to crank that. No! It's like platoon. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, That's what we're here for. We're here for the bloody screams. Yeah, I mean, it, it's videos. like when it gets to the part where the a weapon isn't inter- introduced to this match, other than the microphone. The microphone's been a pretty formidable weapon to be used. Yeah. So you say. Say it. There you go. Listen. Oh yeah. That is blood curdling. That'll wake you up in the morning. You, you don't, yeah. You don't need your Folgers in the morning. Yeah. So hopefully you could hear a little bit of that um, over the. And if not, just scream to yourself <laughs> as loud as you can. That's pretty close to how it was probably. But pretty good scream. But like okay, so like like I was saying, like this is kind of like a time capsule of a of a pay-per-view because apparently this is the type of matches that took place every show back in the 80s, you know? Jesus, man. Like, there would be I quit matches. There would be bloody cage matches every time. But the thing is, is there wasn't... Very rarely was there a camera around to catch this stuff. Maybe you'd catch it on, on a, you know, a, f- a photo of it. But very rarely was there actual video of this type of match underground bullshit man back so, shit because like you can look back at all of the old wrestling magazines from the 70s and early 80s and every single everybody's just crimson masked out but there's no video footage of any of that so i i, I think this is one of the good examples of what that kind of probably was like you know every night every saturday night back from 75 to like 83 and of course, not to be a boomer, but like uh, all these people out there with no cell phones, of course, so they're all paying attention and experiencing it live right in front of them. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, I don't think that's the case. Okay, boomer. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, They left true. their Thanksgiving dinners to, to come do this. Oh, I wish I could sneak in but the house. But you know what? I'm kind of a... F- I mean, we do like such a late Thanksgiving dinner. I know some people do the early Thanksgiving. No, we, we get going at like noon, I feel like, which is... God bless, man. You like the noon it. You like the noon one? I ASAP, dude. Are you kidding me? We do ours like dinner time. It's oh, like 6.30. sucks, dude. Why would you do that? It's, I, it's, I don't know. You can't eat all day if you start at 6. That's what I'm... T- I know. I think we got to change tradition. I'm going to bring it up this year at Thanksgiving. Say, hey, let's get this shit done by noon. Eat, then we'll just eat, we'll be eating dessert. Because my goal is to, because if you go in someplace else, you know, your aunt's house, whatever, your aunt and uncle, you, you eat early, eat get the dessert at like 3 o'clock, and you're out of there by 5. Ooh, I like that. I love that. Because a lot of people, of course, go to the, the Black Friday crap, which is dumb, but you know, it's No, it they should be going to Starcade. Well, yeah. Bring Starcade yeah. back on yeah. Thanksgiving. That's what they should be doing. That'd be fun. 
This, see, Black Friday's everything that's wrong with America, and Starcade's everything that's right with America. Make America have Starcade again, right? <laughs> All right, I'll wear that hat. I don't care. Make Starcade great again. Yep. That's a hat. I go. Oh, okay. The ref has been thrown. Every Bro, both both guys are pretty bloody here, and with the ref being thrown, uh, Steve's girl baby doll is going to throw this wooden chair. It, it, what looks already smashed, and it's gets like he totally smashes it even further to bits. To reveal some sort of like and scythe, he like grabs you know, like literally the sharpest splintered piece. Sparta kicks the ref out of there. And, and this part here is quite harrowing. It reminds you of that scene in Saving Private Ryan where, they, where he has the knife for up on when he's bringing the knife closer and closer the Nazi is to him on the ground. That's pretty much what's happening. Yeah, he, so Tony Blanchard's literally putting all of his weight into this, like, spike-splintered chair that's almost being driven into Magnum T.A.'s head. That could be a murder. That could be, that could be a death right there if you're yeah. not careful. And, uh... The refs, the refs back and he's conscious, and and Magnum's actually, you know, fighting back this chair spike pretty well. He gives Tully a couple knees to the rib cage. Um, Tully's down. Showmanship wise, that's like an excellent like move to yeah. do the whole like you know, two titans using all their pre- all their oh there we go. And Magnum grabs oh, the I'm spike sorry. and is like sticking it in Tully's head. Like the spike is in Tully's head. And we're about to see like the close up of the blood flowing out. That is what and I it is for. this literally looks like like a kill from like one of the movies we've covered. Yeah. And with it's that uh, the ref is yelling, Do you quit? Do you quit? And we hear Tully say, Yes, yes, yes. And he's quit Magnum and Magnum TA is the new United States champion. Well, and we got in the in the feed is frozen. <laughs> Good timing, I guess. We're about so you see Magnum TA here. He's about to stab Tully one more time, well, but you know he's the baby face, so he's gonna throw it away because you know he he's has no enough. time for that. He's had enough. So that's I mean that's that's what people call. I mean some people call that the greatest cage match ever. I um, believe it, man. I mean it's pretty good. It's pretty violent, pretty pretty visceral. It's visceral is a good word to describe this entire match, this yeah. entire pay per view, I should say. Um, so that and that's that that was for the United States Championship. Technically, that is the same championship lineage that is carried on to current WWE. I'm not going to get into the entire lineage of belts because that's a total fucking nerdy podcast that. I'm not going to get into it today, Steve. That's you know, another time. That's a different time. That's a different show getting into how all that shit happens. But anyway, kind of to wrap this up, put a little bow on this Starcade. We're, we're not covering the main event of this of this pay-per-view. No. And people might be saying, what the hell? You're not covering the main event? You're not going to cover it? It's our damn show. Our rules. We get to decide. Thank so you. Make your thank own you, podcast. Steve. Jesus. Thank you. For... Me, man. Yeah, go ahead, man. Don't I'm glad you defended. Thank you for defending the podcast. Damn right. So the main event is Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. I know what you're saying. It's a Ric Flair match in 85. He's going to blade job. Yeah, he blades. But, you know, it's a long <laughs> yeah, match. Blades. 
it's not you know it's no it i mean yes flare blades a lot so we're not going to cover the rick flare blade job dusty Rhodes. it's a great match go watch it um dusty Rhodes takes the nwa title off rick flair he wins it but there's some controversy during the match where rick flair knocks out the ref and Ole anderson and arn anderson run in and beat the shit out of uh dusty this is where it gets kind of weird and i mean this is like just some old wrestling drama the nwa national wrestling alliance went back and said the match should have ended when flair had help you know you know right. what i'm saying yeah sure it makes sense. so then they rule that, that dusty Rhodes won the belt from disqualification hmm. okay stay with me here this I'm is what this is where when you win a belt from disqualification, you do not win. The belt does not change hands. Okay. You have to win via pinfall submission. So they're saying the belt, the match technically ended. It's a bunch of bullshit. But Rick is granted the belt back after Dusty has won it. He was helped by Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, his in storyline cousins. You with me here still? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thus, the four horsemen are born by bringing in one Tully Blanchard who lost the U.S. title to T.A. here and J.J. Dillon. So it's a whole, you know. I can see why we're not covering that. There's some boomers out there who could give us a history lesson on N.W.A. and all of the title changes and the birth of the horsemen and all of that but you know what i'm gonna say okay boomer to that and move along i'm gonna say this is a very important pay-per-view because you see the the seeds of the horsemen being planted like the infinity stones and yes avengers and you could say rick flair's kind of like uh um thanos thanos yeah a thick purple well daddy. yeah you know i'd say he is it's up there I got the pop figure of him. So shout out to Pop for Steve's collecting pops. We even have the the Infinity Gauntlet there too. I don't collect pops. I just have a few of them. Okay, okay. I just have a few of them. It's not an addiction or anything. Come on. So that's in a nutshell. Starcade '85. Like I said, we're not covering that final pay per view. We're not covering the Freebird. Um, I'm sorry, not the Freebird. The uh, the Midnight Express versus Jimmy Valiant versus Miss Lively, a.k.a. Ronnie Garvin in drag. We're not covering any of these other goofy matches, but I'll just tell you, there's blade jobs in like almost all of them. If you want to go back and watch this, like I said, don't go Black Friday shopping. Watch Stark 85 in its entirety. And I say that's two hours and 53 minutes long. What if I told you I saw a movie yesterday that was 37 minutes longer than that movie? That's long. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a long paper. Yes. Yes. The Irishman. Oh, is that was it good? It was very good. You see it in theaters? I saw it in theaters. Was I there an intermission? To. No. Bring it back. Three and a half hours. Hashtag bring back intermissions. I agree. This movie didn't really need it because it moved quickly, but I'd, yes, I agree. Intermissions are lit. I mean, we've been recording for about an hour 20 here, and I got a piece. So I can't even imagine sitting for another two hours of this yeah i was pretty worried that I was, i'd have to piss never had to though packed theater happy to see it so any any uh 
any uh tidying up on the uh on the end of the show here steve you want to touch on uh listen to concord dawn <laughs> other than that not really i mean you know this is a good episode it's a fun one uh my bloodlust is satiated uh i saw my my cutie of the week tully or, i'm sorry magnum ta magnum ta do we have a blade driver of the week by the way um, I had one, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to throw it in because I wasn't sure if how the episode was going to work out. But yeah, I, I do have a blade job of the week. Let's just give a brief, a brief mention of that. I was going to say, um, as we recorded the last episode two weeks ago, um, that same night, Mia Yim of NXT girlfriend. So I'm told of, you know, former host of the show, ryan's favorite wrestler keith lee okay uh she took a nasty ladder to the face oh and was gushing on tv about oh. two weeks ago oh so i'm gonna say she's blade job of the week um she it was so bad i believe she got concussed from it as well and had to miss out on war games this past weekend so hell yeah all right um i'm Good gonna reason. say mia yim blade job of the week even though it was really uh, two weeks ago when it happened but we we hadn't we had just recorded an up. We had recorded Demon Wind, um, the night of that occurring. So, um, I'm gonna say me and him, Blade Jobber of the Week. Okay. Yeah. Let's wrap it up then. I Let's think that's about it. Back to their yams and their ambrosia. No, it, if you're eating ambrosia, uh, unsubscribe. Well. Yeah, actually, okay, yeah, I'll subscribe. <laughs> that's the, you know what? We, I, that's, we, have, that's, we, have enough, we have enough thousands of listeners. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need those people to be uh, following us because ambrosia is an abomination of a food. And I'll it, try anything once. Ambrosia, though, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not really going to like that. I'll try it, though. Yeah, I'm, uh, I hear Send you. us your ambrosia samples to our P.O. box that doesn't yeah. exist, and I'll try it. Yeah, if you're if you're some kind of if you're like a like a hipster chef and you're kind of have like a some kind of deconstructed ambrosia uh, small plates recipe, you know, send it our way. Maybe we'll try it. But other than that, I don't want to hear about it. That's it. Episode yeah. thirty nine in the books. I think we got. Uh, well, I want to so briefly hungry. mention too. I think I think coming down the line, we had a birthday coming up. So. And yeah, I, I mean, think I we got. Uh, I think we got. And we got some. We got some other holiday themed stuff coming, and it's about to be 2020, Steve. I think we got to have a uh, maybe decades review of of blade jobs. Okay. Or or something. Stay some something. Some, a best of the deck. Maybe maybe like a top five of the decade horror movies. Or maybe you and I can just wrestle. Okay. Okay, we can do that too. We can blade. Let's break some bones going into 2020. All right. All right. So stay tuned for some more fun stuff. We got we got a, like I said, we got a lot of fun stuff coming the next. We only probably have three episodes till next year. Stay tuned. All right. See you guys next week. Review us on iTunes, damn it, please. I'm begging you. And shout out to the people who have reviewed us. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel. That's it. Bye. 1983. It was a flare for the gold. 
1984, it was the Million Dollar Challenge. Now, it's Starcade 85, The Gathering. Already signed for the World's Tag Team Huddle, the Russian team will defend. No disqualification, no time limit in a cage against the Rock and Roll Express. And the NWA World Heavyweight Champion will defend his title that night. It's Starcade 85, The Gathering. Thanksgiving night at the Greensboro Coliseum and the Omni in Atlanta. Miss The Gathering and you miss wrestling history.